Making my way downtown, walking fast. Na 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 I'm homesick. Welcome back to another brand new episode of Nothing Important Podcast. Your host, Matt Reyes. I'm chilling here in the motherfucking office once again. How the fuck are you doing? How the fuck is everything going? How the nuts hanging? How the titties sitting? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm back. I'm back. Back in New York. I'm homesick. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I want to go home. 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 Um, I'm in Atlanta. As you guys fucking know, I, I, I tell you fucking ge- geographical whereabouts every episode. It's like a weird habit of mine. But, yes, I am in Atlanta. That is correct. And I am... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I am. It is the fall time. <laughs> I was about to say, I am in the fall. Um, maybe you, you're listening to this months ahead or years ahead. Who the fuck knows, you know? It's the fall time right now. It's 2022. It is September. September 2022. It's not September. What the fuck am I talking about, yo? What? <laughs> it is mid-October. It's October 19th. What the fuck am I talking about? Um... But it's the fall time, and it just started getting chilly in Atlanta. And I went on a walk today. I went to go get, you know, a couple cigars, stay away from the cigarettes, you know. But I wanted some tobacco. Got some cigars, and as I was walking, I felt that breeze, and it just it just fucking shot me back in the state of mind of being home. Nothing like New York City in the fall. There's nothing fucking like it. The city's beautiful. Everybody's dressed to the fucking nines. The leaves are falling everywhere. The homeless people are scurrying, trying to find shelter before the winter. It's a beautiful motherfucking time of the year. It is a beautiful time of the year. It's a vibration. And um, the fall is probably, I want to say it's my favorite season. It is my favorite season. There's something about the changing of the seasons. I don't know what it does to me. I don't know what the fuck it does to me. But it's a magical feeling. It's only the only thing I think is comparable throughout the year with that emotion is like holidays. When holidays approach, you know, you you were a kid and you get that fucking fuzzy feeling like something special is happening and everybody's, you know, in on it. Everybody wants to fucking celebrate whatever fucking American excuse for consumerism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this just joint thing that we we all do in this nation, whether that be Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know the. The holiday is coming up right around the motherfucking corner. My favorite holiday. You know what I'm saying? Festival of the Lost Souls. You know what I mean? Um, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, yeah, that, that's coming up right around the corner. And that's the only emotion I can say is comparable to when the, when the seasons come about. Like right after a hot ass summer in New York, in August ends off. And New York City in the summertime is the greatest thing. It is. But my favorite season is fall. Fall comes around. It starts getting cool. It starts getting darker sooner. And I get this fuzzy fucking feeling. And today I was walking in Atlanta. And, it, you know, it's a delayed effect. Atlanta is is hot, but it's not hot year round. They lied. They didn't lie. It's just my fucking living in a bubble. When I grew up in New York City and didn't travel nowhere growing up, I thought places like Los Angeles or Atlanta were hot year round. That's not the truth. It's just not as fucking freeze your balls off cold 
as the Northeast. So Atlanta does have a winter. It gets cold. It gets down to the, the 40s, even the 30s. May even snow once a year, twice a year. But it's just not comparable to the fuckery that happens in the Northeast. It's not. <laughs> it's like a shortened winter. So it's much more bearable psychologically. Um, in New York, winter is okay. It's, it'll fuck you up. But January should be the last month of winter. February is just to depress you. That is 30 days of, I've already had too fucking much. <laughs> it's too cold. It's depressing. Um, yeah, man. So I got that fuzzy feeling of nostalgia. I was like, man, I miss home. I fucking miss home. My heart was like, oh, I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. Got to go back soon. Got to fucking go back soon. Um, yeah. What's home for you? Whoever the fuck is listening to this. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah, today was a day. Today was a, was a, was a day. It was a great day. I got to say, everything included ups and downs. It was a fantastic fucking day. You learn something new every day. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take off the, the, the hood nigga voice. I'm going to take off the, the impersonations of the demons in my brain. All that shit for a moment. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to start talking like an old fucking wise man. You learn something new every day. I know you've heard that previously, but are you paying attention to what you learned? Are you appreciating the lesson learned? Because that's what makes life beautiful. If you can be in the moment to the degree where you are realizing consciously, experiencing in the moment the lesson learned every day. Every day has a new lesson for you. If you don't think so, if you think your day is just like a fucking repetitive, mundane groundhog day, then you're fucking unconscious. You're a zombie. You're in your phone too much. You're yanking your snake too much. Something's happening where you're not paying attention because there is a lesson to learn every fucking day. Some days the lesson will come and smack you in the ass and, you know, lock the cell door uh, and you know what happens next. Prison style. Uh, that's how aggressive the lessons can come some days. Other days they may be more subtle. But you always want to pay attention and absorb because that's the beauty of fucking life. It's like we talk about, and when I say we, it's really you sitting your fucking ass down and listening to me go crazy, right? But I talk about on this podcast so much existential angst you know, the curiosity that I have about what's really going on, you know, understanding and perceiving the everything, being introspective, being, you know, what is it, extrospective when you're looking outside? I don't know what the fucking word for it is, but you get the point of what I'm saying. You just think about things so largely and, and, and you try to figure out the, the, the reasons that we're living and it's right there in front of you. It's that you put one foot in front of the fucking other and when things scare you, and when all the fear and danger is in front of you, you walk through the fire. And then the other side of that is, is something good. And it's, it's the hardest thing, especially if you're a real young individual. Probably if you're a young man. As I'm getting older, I'm realizing women are way smarter than men. We're just bigger and stronger. You know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We have the almighty powerful dick. And that makes things unfair. Because women are smarter than us. But... If you're a young man, it's probably really difficult to fucking grasp 
that concept, you know? Maybe I'm speaking about self. Maybe I'm projecting on whoever the fuck is listening to this recording. But it was hard for me to fucking grasp that, that you just put one foot in front of the other. And once you face your fears, you know what I mean? Really face your demons, face the things that the unknown on the other side of that is good. And that's just how life works. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be fair. It's not supposed to be just. That's not the rules. The rules are you have to pay for what you get. And a lot of times what you're paying in is hard work, yes. Perseverance, diligence, discipline, yes. But also pain sometimes, fear, suffering. You know? Those things are required for you to to learn the things that would help you enjoy life to a greater degree, to understand things in a, in a greater sense. And there's nothing like that, man. I listen to a lot of shit and you hear this conversation come up about people getting older. And aging isn't the problem. That's natural. That's organic. There's nothing wrong with that. Take care of your fucking bodies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to. I'm not the fucking, <laughs> I'm not the greatest example of it. I ruined my body in my 20s, and now I'm fighting with my fucking demons to stay consistent and be healthy. That's my reality. I'm not perfect. I'm working toward being better. Take care of your body. You only get one, right? Aging isn't really the problem. Getting old is the issue. I heard that in my lifetime. I heard that today, actually, and I was like, man, that's fucking real. It is. You don't want to get old. And what causes getting old? Not aging, not the thing that happens to all of us, not that one day comes whether you fucking want it or not, tomorrow is fucking upon us. It is coming. It is coming. And if you wait long enough, it's already there and it's past you. And then another day, and another day, and another day. You can't stop that. But getting old, what is that? Getting old is giving up. Getting old is when you. When these days pass you by and you're not present enough in the fucking moment to grasp the lesson of the day. That's getting old. When you think you fucking figured everything out. When your brain is calcified. When the lessons that you've been taught and the experiences that you've been through, you accept that to be the totality of your world, of your existence. That's getting old. And that's not, that's not what I want to fucking do. I want to stay in this motion regardless of how many days pass me by, how many years pass me by, how old I fucking get when I'm 99 and a half years old and my knees don't work no more. You know what I mean? And my dick stopped working 40 years ago. You know, when I'm that old, I want to still be in the pursuit of staying in the motherfucking moment every single day, absorbing what I have to, the lesson that I need to learn from that particular day. You know what I mean? And that's enough about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back to me acting like an asshole. Um, yeah, I went on a walk today. Made me homesick. Uh, but it was also, you know, a nice little vibe, smoking some cigars. I walked past this billboard that I thought was hilarious. It was a billboard of, like, the three monkeys. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. You've seen that before? And um, they were using them as like the Im image, 
component for an ad for people to like stay aware about monkeypox, which was kind of contradictory. The monkey part, I understand. It's monkeypox, the three monkeys, but the monkeys were like, speak no evil, see no evil. Like, don't you, if you're raising awareness, you want to kind of tell people, oh, yeah, I got a fucking zit the size of a baseball on my asshole. Uh, might want to stay away from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, typically I'm the freak of the week, but this week I'm going to turn my Tinder off and go to the doctor because I might have monkeypox. You know, but the ad was using that image and I didn't really understand what was going on. But I guess that's that's the lesson that I was supposed to learn today. Uh, you know, keep my motherfucking mouth shut. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's funny, though. Atlanta's a vibe, man. Atlanta's a vibe. It's cool. Um, I've been talking about being homesick. I think about that all the time. I've been outside of New York, meaning like living elsewhere since 2000 and. 14, my boy was just sending me pictures of like, you know, trips we took to the Poconos and, um, you know, nights we just went out to like bars that are, they don't even fucking exist anymore in New York. And that breaks my heart. Places like, like uh, what was the name? I was talking about it like I was in love with it and I forgot the name. Um, what's the name of this place? Bar None is one of them, but that's not the picture he showed me. Bar None was the spot though. I used to, I used to. Release the demons, you know. I used to exercise the demons in that motherfucker. But um, there was another place that had cheap margaritas and shitty Mexican food, but the drinks will put you on your fucking ass. It was called... Uh, it's me uh, spinning through the Rolodex in my brain. <laughs> Can't find it. Um, everybody from New York knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Cheap margaritas. They use swears of tequila, which... If you want a, a de- tequila that not only gives you a nice buzz, but that momentarily blinds you, if you want to feel like motherfucking Stevie Wonder in your youth, you drink Swerza. Drink some Swerza. Do not, <laughs> do not drink and drive in general, but if you, you do drink and drive off of Swerza, you will murder a young family. That will happen. Um, what's the name of this fucking spot, bro? Damn, that's blowing my mind. I can't fucking remember the name of this spot. Yeah, but anyway, probably don't fucking matter. It'll come back to me and I'll interrupt something else that I think is important, but it's not important. It's nothing important podcast. And I'll be ranting about something else that's not fucking important. And I'll remember the name of the bar and I'll just scream it out like a crazy person. You know? Eureka! That's not the name of the bar. That was me expressing that I had the idea. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> when's the last time a smart person said Eureka? You know? <laughs> What was on that shab? Somebody had a fucking genius idea. Eureka. Um, Eureka sounds like a black woman. <laughs> that sounds like a black lady's name. Eureka. Uh, <laughs> it does, man. It does. I'm really still kind of stuck up that I can't remember the name of this bar. Because I have so many. It's not a bar. It was like a restaurant. I remember there was two of them. And the one that I think is still in operation is called Mother Burger. Mother Burger had the burgers. Same drinks. It was owned by the same people. It was in the same like courtyard in Midtown Manhattan. But the other half of it, which I can't remember the name, was like a chain. Very famous in Manhattan. In Manhattan. Um, in a city. 
for like everybody in every neighborhood. We come out to this motherfucker because the drinks was cheap and they I don't know what they was doing. Them. I swears alcohol. I told you swears a tequila. You know, I know every every famous person got a tequila nowadays. Y'all not fucking with Swearza. You are not fucking with Swearza. Swearza is like a fucking Bill Cosby cocktail. Like you are gonna get some pussy whether she wants it or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> whether she wants to give it out or not, she is going to. Because that shit is, it makes niggas belligerent. Yeah. Yep. Today's a motherfucking day, man. Beautiful day. Enjoyed myself. Learned some lessons that I'll take with me forever. I'll take with me forever. I was just going to write a country song. Um. Yeah, what the fuck am I talking about, man? Uh, I was online. What did I see online today? I saw Kanye try to like slightly backpedal. I saw he was talking to Piers Morgan. And he sunned the shit out of that nigga. I was like, ah, he kind of won me back. <laughs> kind of won me back, my brother. You know, he's a horrible troll and he does very offensive fucking things. But, you know, you got to balance it out. That emotional outrage and indignation, you got to balance that out with just not giving a fuck. Because you don't know. You don't know, papi. I don't know. You don't know. Um. Yeah, he was talking to Piers Morgan. He was like, yo, how much you make? How much money you got? He's like, not as much as you. He's like, so I should be giving you advice. And he just said everything disrespectful beside calling this grown man a bitch. And I was like, damn. That's what a billion dollars do? That's what that does? I want me a billion dollars. Um, do I want a billion dollars, man? Billion dollars probably come with some bullshit that I can't I can't foresee. <laughs> Everybody didn't know what they want. You know, I'm not trying to quote Jay-Z out here. But what he said? He said, you know the the price of everything but the value of nothing. Mmm. Mmm, bar. That was on Drake's album. Drake's second to last album. Certified Lover Boy. Great album. And uh, Jay-Z was on one of the motherfucking features. He said that you know the price of everything. But the value of nothing, you dirty little poor bitch. He was not. He was. He wasn't only calling niggas poor on that one. That wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'm from the hood, just like you. But I didn't only make it. I own everything. I'm a billionaire. That wasn't the flex. The flex was you're poor of mind as well. You broke bastard. You're not only broke in your pockets, but you broke mentally. You know the value of nothing, you bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's a deep ball. That's a deep cut, Hove. Take it easy on us. Um, <laughs> nah, he was throwing that shot at somebody that pissed him the fuck off. I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? When I get my day, when I'm sitting on the motherfucking throne, I got the money in my pocket, you know what I'm saying? And I'm wearing a crown on my motherfucking head. I'm going to shit on a couple people that I don't like. Everybody, I only have like a, a short list of like revenge that I want to fucking complete. Very short list. Very short list. <laughs> Is anybody out there that have, you know, vengeance on their heart? Is anybody out there fucking waiting in the shadows talking about vengeance like Batman? Um, wearing leather. Hey, yo! Um, <laughs> I was get back on that one. Nobody talks about that. The fact that Batman is obviously gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Superman is just a nerdy-ass white guy. He's from the Midwest. He, you know, I, I could see a lot of self-righteous white guys who are really like positive intention 
you know, have a lot of morals and good character, work with their hands, grew up on a farm, that type of individual, I don't see that person wearing underwear on the outside of his tights as being homosexual. I'm just like, he's socially retarded. He's probably socially inept. That's how I look at Superman. Batman is from New York. He's from Gotham City. Like, and the nigga wears BDSM shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> S&M shit. BDSM. I don't know what the fuck. Um, yeah, niggas wearing leather and shit. <laughs> Only has his mouth hole exposed. It's kind of gay, bro. It's a little bit gay. You got a cape on. All black. All black everything. A little bit homoerotic, you know? And not like gay, like effeminate gay. Like the other type of gay. The real scary gay. Like nigga take it by force kind of shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he likes a rough interaction, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not going to be a smooth show, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be any uh, whining and dining and kissing, you know what I'm saying? Holding the car open, car door open. It's not going to be none of that. It's going to be a lot of, you know... I am vengeance. Ugh. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just rambling, man. This is what I fucking do. This is what I do. This is what you tune in for. You know the name of the podcast. It's the Nothing Important Podcast with Matt Reyes. You know, aren't you enjoying yourself? I like to enjoy myself while I do this. Don't you enjoy yourself? Why are you listening then? You a sadist? Um. Yeah, man. Halloween is right around the corner. I'm always excited about Halloween. That's my favorite fucking. It's my favorite holiday. It was always my favorite holiday. I was a fat ass kid. I was a fat kid. Any holiday that dealt with food, in particular, the bad foods. Because I mean, Thanksgiving is great, but Thanksgiving, as it pertains to like eating food, on actual Thanksgiving. A little bit overrated. A little bit overrated. Unless you are really a gluttonous son of a bitch. You, in that one day, you can't eat that much fucking food. I always like, it's always like the anticipation for hours. Everybody's cooking. Everybody's coming over. People start drinking. This, that, and the third. The big celebration. Everybody's waiting, waiting, waiting for the food. And by the time you sit down and you get a fucking plate, I eat one plate and a half and I'm full. It was just too much energy expended Waiting on that fucking meal. Right? And then when I sit down, it's like I, I get full pretty fucking quickly. And then I'll eat for the rest of the week leftovers. And then I, that's how I gain 19 pounds. Uh, and that's not enjoyable either. It's very gluttonous. But Halloween for a fat kid, it's a beautiful thing. You know, because it's the combination of fat and being kid that makes it so good. It's like when you're, you're fat, you want to eat like a fat bastard. That's kind of implied in being fat, right? But also the fact that you're a child and you want things instantaneously. You want an ease about it. And what what is easier to consume in mass and be a glutton for when you're a child? Candy. Chocolate, baby. I love chocolate, man. Not just the women. I love chocolate. There has to be, is there like a, a mineral or a vitamin in chocolate? That'll solve the equation for me. Like, what the fuck is wrong with my health? Um, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me, man? Because I'm craving some vitamin or mineral that I'm not getting. And I, I do the whole Nama Juice or shit and all that. Uh, but there's something that I'm craving because it's like I'll dream about chocolate. 
And this is how I know it's not just the sugar rush either. Because I'll do like 90% cacao. I'm that type of nigga, man. I'll go to the supermarket and buy a big bar of cooking chocolate. No sugar added. I just like chocolate. You know what I mean? The fuck is that? Is that like the the 13% Native American that Puerto Ricans are? You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My my great 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 grandfather John Redcorn was just eating straight cacao beans. Is that what was going on? I don't know. I don't fucking know. If that's the truth, I should just be like fucking bodying corn without husking it, right? Just fucking eating that shit. Goom, goom. Pause. Um, yeah, is that racist to the Native Americans to assume that they eat corn without husking it? You know? I don't know. They're not around, right? You got to pass that puck to the Mexicans. They're Native American. I swear to God. What was I talking about? I was talking about... <laughs> Hollow motherfucker weed, babe. Halloween. Everything about Halloween I love. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. I'm trying to think of like my favorite costumes growing up. I know my number one favorite costume because it was my favorite show. And it used to scare the the, the little uh pre preteen dick off of my body, you know? Pre-puberty, you know, infantile penis off of my fucking skeleton. It would just fly off because I was so terrified. It was a show called Tales from the Crypt. You know what I mean? And they played like this scary organ and an intro song. And it had like this camera moving fast through this dirty cobweb dungeon with this like organ playing. And it was scary music. And it had like the sound effects was like thunderbolts and shit like that. Like everything to trigger a child into like fear. And then um, it would like land on this guy and he would do the intro. And it was like a... He was not fully decomposed. He was not like a fully decomposed... He was like, you know what I'm saying? One of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims, but Jeffrey wasn't done fucking him. He wasn't done fucking the corpse. So he had him there. You know what I'm saying? Probably was spraying Febreze on him or whatever to, to keep the smell down. Um, but he was, he was rotten. He was rotten. He was skinny. He was almost a skeleton. He had a thin layer of skin. Uh, the muscle had deteriorated. And he was wearing like a hood. He had like a cloak and a hood, like a, a brown cloak and hood. And he was the crypt keeper. That was the guy that, uh, you know, and, and just a little bit of motivation, ladies and gentlemen. If you out there and you making excuses in your life, this gentleman had a job. You know, <laughs> he was a decomposed body in a dirty dungeon doing a, a children's horror show. He was the he was the uh, the announcer there. He was doing the intro. And that was his job. He was a crypt keeper. You know what I mean? So they employed... He was basically like a, a you know, old crackhead. An old Puerto Rican crackhead. That's what he looked like. <laughs> he like an old Puerto Rican crackhead from the Bronx. And he was the crypt keeper. And I used to watch this motherfucking show. And I actually have vivid memories of my dreams. My nightmares. That I would get from watching this shit. But I'm Spanish. I'm Puerto Rican. And if you're not Spanish, if you're not Puerto Rican, you don't know something about Puerto Rican people. You know, Puerto Rican people, particularly Puerto Rican women. I grew up with a lot of Puerto Rican women. They have like an obsession to watch demonic witchcraft, scary movies, demonic, bloody horror, slasher, rapey, misogynistic shit. <laughs> That's what they're into. 
You know, if you check off all the, those boxes in a scary movie, my grandma will be watching that. She's probably watching that right now. She's probably on a red couch, you know, with her Roku remote in her hand watching some shit, you know. I'm totally desensitized because she's seen thousands and thousands of these films. So it's like somebody getting raped while they're getting stabbed in the neck. And she's like, oh, my God, while she's talking to her church friends. You know, that that's what a Puerto Rican old lady's like. And so the culture kind of spilled onto me. And so that's what I was into. I was into like real hor- horrific shit. This is this is the way I did it when I was a child. This is like the slasher film junior. I was watching Tales from the Crypt Keeper. And I used to have these horrible memories. Excuse me, not horrible memories, horrible dreams, nightmares. And um, none of that deterred me from embodying this gentleman. I begged my mother. I begged mommy. I was like, ma, 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 ma. Um, I want to be Tales from the Crypt Keeper. For Halloween. And she got me that costume. And it was the full the full thing, man. It was the mask. The mask was official. Because there's different masks you could get. You could get the one that's like... Um, it's like a strap on the back. This is the least, the, you know, least favorable here. It's just a mask with some fucking... It looks like somebody stabbed a pencil through the mouth. One little hole for the mouth. And two little holes for the eyes. And that's the worst type of mask. It always comes with like a, a, a rubber strap. And you just throw, slap it on your face and you put that tight ass strap around the back of your, your head to cause brain damage. Um, the second tier, one step up from that, would be like the, it would be like similar, but they, they had a little bit more humanity for the child that was going to be wearing this costume. <laughs> they at least cut out a little bigger hole for the mouth. Eye holes still just two little fucking pencil stabs. And instead of that strap that would like squash your fucking skull... It would be like a hood that you would throw on. So it was like a little, you know, thing. And this one wasn't like that. It came firstly with the robe. It came with the whole, like, it looked like an occultist, you know, somebody in the fucking woods sacrificing an owl to some type of deity or something, whatever the fuck is going on, right? It looked like that type of cloak, long, down to the ground, um, and with the hood, and I was like, oh, super fucking fire when I took that out the package. And then I was worried. I was looking at the mask. I was like, yo, please don't let this be some bullshit. The costume cost about $50. I had to talk my mother into it. I grew up with a crackhead in the household. I'm from the projects. $50 was a lot of money. But I talked her into it. I guilted her into it. I was like, you're not raising me right. You're not. <laughs> I haven't gone to the dentist in three years. Please let me get this costume. And I got the costume right. And. So I'm worried about this mask. I'm like, please, God, let let me not have to walk around for the entirety of, you know, the trick-or-treating extravaganza that I wait all year round for, trying to fucking breathe through a little pencil stab. And lo and behold, it was perfect, man. It was the top tier of mask. It was a, it was a whole entire mask that took over the back of your head, the front of your head, the top of your head, and you, like, squeeze that shit on. But the beautiful thing about those masks is like you put that shit on and it's like you are whatever the fuck that thing is now. You know, it really transforms you. You get into the full character. And um, I love that costume, man. So I would throw that on and it was versatile. Like I had that shit right. Um, I probably had some like fucking Nikes on or some shit <laughs> on my feet. But that didn't matter. We was in Harlem. I had the whole robe and I threw the mask on and then... If I wanted to like be cool and like show the versatility of the costume, I would throw the hood off and then people be like, oh shit, it's a full fucking mask. He don't just got the fucking strap on the back of his neck. 
You know what I'm saying? And I walked around the hood and it was a beautiful fucking, it's a beautiful Halloween. But Halloween has always been good to me, man. I always loved Halloween. Um, even though it was, a, it was an interesting time because it was like beautiful memory combined with what Halloween was where I grew up, which was like blood initiation. That's when the bloods turned the new initiates when they, when they got them down with the get down. So it was always like, <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> it's not funny to laugh at, but it's just like, it's what happened. I was in elementary school and it was like October. I don't remember the day, but October, the full October was like blood initiation. And um, this girl walked in and this is the, this is, if you just want to paint a picture for yourself of the type of culture of neglect that the projects is. Every project in New York City has its own educational system or educational institution inside the parameters of the project. So if I'm in Washington projects, there is a school, a public school inside that project. Right. And um, the mentality that was prevailing in those buildings surrounding that school, you know, you could imagine seeped into the into the school, regardless of how much funding it got or the educators being from, not from the projects, still was ghetto as fuck. So October rolls around and uh, let's talk about how ghetto it was. Blood initiation, one of the ways that they used to recruit is they would tell like somebody be like, yo, you gotta, you gotta violate. Violate meant a couple things. You was violating a man, it could get, you know, high levels of criminal behavior. Let's just say that. If you was violating, uh, in a lesser version, you could pick out a woman to violate, but you, like, cut him in the face. So that happened a lot. And it was this girl. Um, this is the, That was the first part of how ghetto it was. The second part of how ghetto it was is that it happened to this girl when I was in elementary school. She came in late to class and actually walked into the classroom just in shock, holding the side of her face. And they, you know, they slashed the side of her face. Um, to initiate somebody, right? Um, but what makes that particularly ghetto is not just the act of violence on a girl from elementary school for somebody to join a gang. It was the fact that nobody, like, as she walked through the entrance of the fucking building late, <laughs> she walked into the school building late. Nobody stopped and be like, hey, why are you holding your fucking face? Like, everybody's just in a daze of poverty and violence. And she was able to walk to the third floor and go in, in down the hall, probably leaking everywhere, and walk into the classroom, shocked for my poor elementary school teacher to be traumatized. She went in there trying to make a fucking difference. Sorry. Moved back to Iowa, bitch. Um, I got a picture with that lady. Uh, <laughs> a dead st- I have it in Atlanta, in my house in Atlanta. I got a picture with that teacher. I remember Ms. Loomis. And that was just one of the fucking straws that broke the camel's back because she was broken. She 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 quit uh, probably like mid-year. She was from somewhere, Iowa, some one of the motherfucking places. Nice white lady, grew up normal, and she came trying to save the hood. And uh, <laughs> they used to play this game, break the teacher. And they broke that bitch. Um, Ms. Loomis was actually the first person uh, talking about Halloween and talking about Ms. Loomis um, she would bring in like snacks for Halloween every week, every Friday for the month of October. And she was the first person to introduce me to like a white, uh, white trash delicacy. You guys call it mud. It was like 
so all this stuff like gummy worms and like brownie and all this shit like that. I remember that. I remember that. Ms. Loomis, man. Hopefully she's still fucking alive and she's not racist now. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that experience is being a fucking elementary school teacher in East Harlem didn't fuck that white bitch's brain up. Um, yo, <laughs> she got replaced by Miss Sanchez quick. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Halloween's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. And um, it's a beautiful time, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the festivities. I'm enjoying the energy. Paying attention to the lessons around me. Getting ready to dress my daughter. Uh, she's so smart, man. She comes up to me be like, oh, what you want to be for Halloween? She's like, I want to be a pumpkin. And I automatically have to believe that she's talking to spirits, ghosts, or the devil. Something's going on. Because I didn't teach her that shit. Um, <laughs> you know, she probably just picked it up on like she watches Miss Miss Rachel. <laughs> Miss Rachel's like a children's show. That was a disgusting burp. Don't conflate them. Um, but she says that I'm like, oh, what you want to be for Halloween? She's like, it's a pumpkin. I'm like, you want to be a pumpkin? Well, uh, so we probably gonna dress her as a pumpkin, you know? Because you know, I don't want to be a selfish fuck. I kind of want to dress her as Moana. But I also want her to be old enough to, like, recognize that, you know, her father's that, that nigga that put a Moana costume on her. You know what I'm saying? And use that to guilt her when she's 16 years old and she's trying to sneak out the house and do Molly. You know what I mean? Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking for about 37 minutes. I'm going to call that a motherfucking podcast. I'm going to go drink a big old bottle of water, hydrate myself. Before I pass the fuck out, I hope you pass the fuck out, too. I hope you're not having any issues with your sleep. I hope... That the month of October is not bringing the ghouls and goblins out on you motherfuckers. And you having sleep paralysis. And that, that weird devil that likes to play with niggas when they're tired and sit on their fucking chest. And allow them to open their eyes and astral project out of their body. But they can't move around the room. They stuck there. All that fucking shit. You know, I'm hoping that that is not plaguing you in the month of October. And you get some fine slumber. If you must have a disturbed sleep and have some nightmares, do it like your boy. Go dream about the tales from the Crypt Keeper, nigga. Tell him I said what's up. Tell him I'm all grown up now. I moved out of Harlem. You know what I mean? Because he was concerned. Um, just like Miss Loomis. Tell them I made it. And do me another motherfucking favor. If you are continuing listening to the podcast and you enjoy yourself, go on to the Instagram page. Like the reels. Like the post. Go on to my YouTube page. Subscribe. Until next time, folks.